Calvin is now engaged in the siege of Corinth, Mississippi, which was the first battle of Corinth lasting from April 29th to May 30th, 1862. It took 19 days for Calvin and the other Union soldiers to travel by boat from New Madrid to Corinth. A collection of 120,000 Union forces under the overall command of Major General Henry Halleck engaged in a month-long siege of the city of Corinth, Mississippi. There were 65,000 Confederate soldiers commanded by General P.G.T. Beauregard. The siege resulted in the capture of Corinth by Union forces. Both the Union and Confederate sides lost approximately 1,000 soldiers each. Corinth was a strategic point in the junction of two vital railroad lines, the Mobile and Ohio Railroad and the Memphis and Charleston Railroad. Former General Halleck argued, quote, Richmond and Corinth are now the strategic points of the war, and our success of these points should be ensured at all hazards, end quote. The Union needed to control the railroads from the north to the south. The siege of Corinth ended when the outnumbered Confederates withdrew on May 29, 1862. This effectively cut off the prospect of further Confederate attempts to regain Western Tennessee. The Union forces under Ulysses S. Grant took control and made it the base for Grant's operations in the siege of the Mississippi River. Grant, in his memoirs, recalled the importance of Corinth. Quote, Corinth was a valuable strategic point for the enemy to hold, and consequently a valuable one for us to possess ourselves of. End quote. The Confederate armies had been driven from the Ohio River almost out of the states of Tennessee and Kentucky, reaching the Gulf states. Sherman wrote of the importance of Corinth, quote, In Memphis, I could see the effects upon the citizens, and they openly admitted that their cause has stained a death blow, end quote. This is a reading of Calvin's diary from his participation during the siege of Corinth beginning April 9th through April 15th, 1862. Wednesday, April 9th, 1862. It rained all night, and you might think we lay near the water, for I was surely covered with water. We start about 8 a.m. without any rations and it is very cold and rainy. We get aboard the boat and start for New Madrid on the Mississippi River near Missouri. We go around the island and we can see their tents and their forts and cannons. We can see 27 guns and some five different batteries. We come down the river. It is very windy and rough. There is five boats sunk along the river the boat Ohio Bell, which they stole from us about a year ago, they tried to sink and it did not be successful. It floated down the river to New Madrid. Our men caught it, brought it to shore, and pumped the water out, and in about three hours it was ready to run. 
they bored holes in her. We marched back to camp in good order, and we are glad to get here, for we are very cold and hungry. Thursday, April 10th, 1862. It is rather cold morning. We do not drill. We go to the bio and discharge our forces. The story heard is the Corinth has been taken. Friday, April 11th, 1862. It remains cold. We get orders to march as soon as possible. We are ready and march at 11 a.m. We go one mile below New Madrid on the Mississippi River in Missouri, heading to Tiptonville, Tennessee, and camp for the night on the Mississippi River Bank. It commenced raining about the time we started, and it rained until night. Saturday, April 12, 1862. It rained most of the night, and it is raining this morning. The boats are a landing, and I was detailed to go and unload the boat wagons. The regiment got aboard the boat about dark. We load the boat in the night. Sunday, April 13, 1862. Calvin is now located near Hamburg Landing, Tennessee. We start about four in the morning and go down the river 12 miles. We have stopped on the Tennessee side of the Mississippi River, which borders both Missouri and Tennessee, to march. There is firing heard at a distance. We start going down the Mississippi River for some 16 or 20 miles and stop on the Tennessee side and lay up for the night. Monday, April 14, 1862. We start at about noon and go across the river on the Arkansas side about 45 miles, now counting the bends in the Mississippi River. We get off our boat and take a bath in the river. There has been plenty of guns fired this afternoon. Tuesday, April 15, 1862. Had a grand night's rest. We go ashore again today. I am detailed to go and help load some rations down the Mississippi River. There is still some firing from our boats today. There is a party going out, a scouting today. There is a plenty of mustering here. The scouts got back about dark. They brought in three prisoners. This is a reading of Calvin's diary during the siege of Corinth beginning April 16, 1862 to April 20, 1862. Wednesday, April 16, 1862. We get orders in the night to be ready to march to the rear at 5 a.m. with the day rations, but did not start until about 10 a.m. We are now aboard the boat Burma, going up the Mississippi River to the Ohio to the Tennessee River, reaching Hamburg Landing on the Tennessee River. We go up as far as the river can take us to the Fork River, and we go off this river two miles and come to some mill. Our General Stanley and the captain are our boat guards. Here we stay until our men come back. We find that by 3 p.m. or so that we can get through. But I learn we are going down as far as the middle fork of the river and then go up. 
Thursday, April 17, 1862. Well, we lay here until about four in the morning, and then we start down the river under General Pope's command about 8 a.m. and meet one of our transports coming up loaded with soldiers and don't know what this means. Oh, we are directed to Cairo, but we have to go back to our old landing and get aboard transport boat named the Denmark at 12 a.m. We are ready to start soon our journey. We come up 30 miles. Here we find the fleet has halted to get provisions off of a wharf boat. Friday, April 19, 1862, at Monterey, Tennessee. We leave the wharf boat about 5 this morning. I was detailed to help load the boat last night. 10 a.m., we are opposite of Tiptonville, Tennessee, on the Mississippi River. We will soon be near New Madrid, Missouri, going north on the river. The river is very high. Most of the shores are surrounded by water. We travel up the Mississippi River and arrive at New Madrid about noon, stay here until 7 p.m. Then we start north again on the river for Cairo, Mississippi, on the Mississippi River, having traveled by riverboat about 60 miles north. Saturday, April 19, 1862. We arrive at Cairo about 11 a.m. I get off the boat, but oh, the muck from the river is very deep. The town is covered with water. The river is still very high. The levee is all that protects the town. Bird's Point is covered with water. Cairo, at this junction of the Ohio and Mississippi rivers, both take a lot of water on the land. We start for Paducah, Kentucky, a distance of about 50 miles by boat on the Ohio River at 11 p.m. Sunday, April 20th, 1862. We arrive at Paducah, Kentucky at the junctions of the Ohio and Tennessee rivers about 8 a.m. Do not stop here. It is a pleasant place built on a bluff so the high water will not do any damage. There appears to be several more manufacturing buildings here. While we are on the Mississippi River and the Tennessee River, here there is a small town and friendly log houses. We move along about a half a mile and here stands a girl on a barn waving her handkerchief. This is something that we have not seen for some time. A Union girl are cheering the soldiers on their journey towards the battlefields. We are bound for Pittsburgh Landing, a distance of about 150 miles. 2 a.m., we arrive at Fort Henry, about 80 miles from Paducah. This is a large fort built in the shape of a star. There has been some 30 guns mounted as it is something. I did not get off the boat. This is a reading of Calvin's diary during the siege of Corinth beginning April 21st, 1862 to April 28th, 1862. Monday, April 21st, 1862. We start again about four this morning. Today's the ninth day on the boat, and I begin to get tired hiding on this huge monster. As I am on guard today, I can notice some of the objects as we pass by. Here is a small town of some 15 or 20 houses. 
Go up the river about a mile further, and here is a railroad bridge. How are we to get by that? Oh, I see now. It only has been built halfway over the river, and perhaps the other part has been torn down. Well, we pass on, and here is a large hill with huge rocks, and here is another village. Continuing to turn in a few houses. Here is a splendid ledge of rock ledges with spruce. On the bank is a large sign and cords of iron. I think there must be a mine here somewhere. There is hills on either side of the river. 4 a.m. Pass a small camp on the left bank side. It looks as though it must have been a town. There is a few houses. Perhaps someday it was a business place, but now it is mostly soldiering. Tuesday, April 22nd, 1862. This morning finds us at Pittsburgh Landing on the Tennessee River in Tennessee, just north of Alabama line, against where the battle was fought. We soon leave and land some three miles below. I soon go ashore and I see looking west from the river that there stands a small dam at Pickwick, Tennessee. I go over to reconnoiter. I find there is neither people nor furniture. The first sign is post office and train journey depot. The next is a tavern and grocery. There are some nice flowers, some in full bloom. Well, perhaps I had better go back to the boat for it may leave. Here it storms, but I see the boys are awashing. We soon get the boat anchored and we get orders to rejoin our regiment again. We encamp about a half a mile below the dam. Our tents have not reached here yet, so we will have to lay in the open fields. Get a few branches and now my bed is completed. Wednesday, April 23rd, 1862. There was heavy dew last night. Slept first rate on the ground. I am detailed on a work party to go to the river and help more boats. Our camp has moved a short distance from where it was. We draw Sibley tents tonight. These tents are made with poles to create a center point with canvas on the sides. Thursday, April 24th, 1862. Slept grand in our new tents, but the ground is not very healthy. There has been some firing heard today, but no fatality news. Friday, April 25th, 1862. We're heard reveille at five o'clock this morning. We have to pack two days rations. It commenced raining this morning and it rained all day. Saturday, April 25th. It is pleasant morning and is nice here in the woods today. We expect orders to march all the time. The beautiful sun is now setting in the horizon. Sunday, April 26th, 1862. We have reverently before the daylight and orders to march at 7 a.m., but we do not start until about three o'clock this afternoon. Go about a mile and we are waiting for a brigade to halt across the bayou. 5 p.m., we resume our march. There is a huge hill we have to climb. When we reach the top, we can look back and see a splendid light at the beautiful landscape. I have often seen pictures, but none so splendid as this. We have some four or five miles and reach camp about 9 p.m. Our tents have not come up yet, so we'll have to lay in the open fields, or rather, in the woods. 
Monday, April 28, 1862. A good night's rest in the woods. There has been some firing to our cavalry, some 30 cavalry today. We were formed in line, but nothing transpires. Our tents have arrived. We have a splendid place to camp in the woods. Today is the seventh months since we went to camp. Calvin's travel by riverboat beginning April 9th through April 28th took a total of 19 days. It took him and other Union soldiers from New Madrid, Missouri, to Tiptonville, Tennessee, to Paducah, Kentucky, to Pickwick Dam, Tennessee, to Corinth, Mississippi. The tired trip by riverboat would have taken him on a venture of nearly 300 miles north on the Mississippi River to the Ohio River to the Tennessee River arriving in Corinth. If this trip was taken on land, the distance from New Madrid to Corinth would have been approximately 150 miles. But the problem was that without roads and wagons, there would have been no way to transport the soldiers and their equipment. This is a reading of Calvin's diary during the siege of Corinth beginning April 29, 1862 to May 5, 1862. Tuesday, April 29, 1862. The advance on and siege of Corinth, Mississippi. We have reverently at daylight and we get orders to march with two days rations in knapsack. We start about six in the morning with General Stanley's division and two batteries of artillery with two or three regiments of cavalry. The cavalry were sent ahead for scouts. We went some three miles in a northern direction when we halted. We soon heard the firing of cannons. We get orders to march, and we went on double quick about two miles when we heard our cavalry had drove them from their tents when they fell back and their mask battery and their grape bullets and canisters came in rather fast. They wounded three and took some 15 or 20 prisoners. They burnt our tents. We get back to camp about 1 p.m., rather tired. Wednesday, April 30th, 1862. I feel rather tired this morning. We do not have to do anything today. I expect we will have to move in a few days. Thursday, April 1st, 1862. We get orders to march and pack three days rations. 2 p.m. We are ready to march. We march about five miles and then we encamp for the night. Our camp is in the woods tonight as our tents have not arrived yet. So we sleep in the woods without any covering. Friday, May 2nd, 1862. Our tents got here this morning. They are pitched now and I must get dinner. It is a pleasant and warm day. Saturday, May 3rd, 1862. We have a pleasant place for camp. It is in the woods on a high spot of ground within two miles of Farmington, Mississippi. We get orders to pack two days rations. 4 p.m. The rations are packed and we are ready to march in a few moments. I can hear firing in the distance now. Sunday, May 4th, 1862. We get orders to march this morning about 7 a.m. We move some five miles further towards Corinth. 
Here we leave our knapsacks in the rain, and then we march some three miles further. Here we halt, and Company A and B are sent as skirmishers in front of the regiment. We advance about a half mile and halt. Company A and B are still skirmishing. We stay here two or three hours, and then we are relieved. It is raining all the time. We will be relieved tonight to get to camp. We start about dark, and of all the muddy marching, I was soaked. This is the worst. We get to camp about 9 p.m., all mad, tired, and hungry. Monday, May 5th, 1862. I had a good night's rest. After it rained so hard, it was rather disagreeable to lay in the mud and the water. Our rations are rather short today. Coffee and crackers. Tuesday, May 6th, 1862. On this day, Calvin Day French wrote a letter to his brother Alva, who was born before Calvin in 1835 and would have been 27 years old at the time of this letter. Dateline, near Corinth, Mississippi, May 6, 1862. Brother Alva, I believe I have not written since we came to this state of Mississippi. We have moved our camp three times since we came up the Tennessee River and have been in these states, Tennessee, Alabama, and Mississippi. We are now camped about six miles from Corinth. I am well, but our rations are rather short now. Coffee and crackers is our principal living. It is on account of the roads. I will send you my diary back and it is written full. I don't want you to let anyone see it. Perhaps lay it in your trunk, for it is a most worn out. I would keep it, but I have to carry it in my jacket all the time. I have a good night's rest last night on the rough side of some oak bark. Write if you get the book. I got a letter from Martin the other day. Signed, C.D. French. Proscript. Remember and keep the book and contents to yourself. This is a reading of Calvin's diary during the siege of Corinth beginning May 6th, 1862 to May 9th, 1862. Tuesday, May 6th, 1862. It is a pleasant morning and down some potatoes, sugar, and coffee today, but no meat. Our trains have gone for provisions, but have not gone up yet. The sun is setting clear tonight. Wednesday, May 7th, 1862. It is a cold night last night and some frost, but it is very warm today. We have some meat tonight. General Halleck got a dispatch today that Yorktown is under attack, and they left their artillery and have gone to Richmond, and our men were after them. It is rumored that they are evacuating Corinth. Reveille in the evening, 9 p.m. Tattoo. Thursday, May 8, 1862, Calvin's birthday. The occupation of Corinth and the pursuit to Boonville. We draw two days' rations last night at Tattoo, and we have orders to march at 7 a.m. 
Well, the rations are ready, and we start about 20,000 men. We move on about three miles to a town by the name of Farmington, Mississippi. Here, our lines are drawn up as far as the right as we can see. Here, Company B of the 43rd OVI and Company A of the 63rd are deployed as skirmishers and sent in from to find out and drive out the Rebs. We advance about a half a mile and then we are ordered to halt. We soon are ordered to march by the right flank and move our left of our line to the right of the road. When we move forward while we are changing our position, the 23rd Ohio Regiment get in the advance of all of us. We move and some of the 27th begin to fire at them. They return the fire and our regiments fire and fire more shots. And then when we start off on the double quick and holler at, and the Rebs run like Indians. We follow them about two miles when we come to a small stream of water. Here we halt a few moments in order to forward again in order to get over the stream. I will go to the left two or three blades to cross a bridge. I see a man on horseback coming toward us. I think he is a rebel. He comes closer and stops behind a large oak tree. One of our boys rows his gun when he turns and rides back a few blades and turns around and backs toward us. He moves back a few rods. Here comes one of our officers on horseback. He inquires who that man is ahead and he says fire to him. There was three shots fired and he is making his horse run. I think he has got out of the way. One of our men rides after him. He goes about a quarter of a mile when he comes to a rebel skirmishers, but they are not quite quick enough for him. He soon gets out of the way. We still advance until we hear a rally of muskets and then we halt as soon as we get to a fence, a few rocks in front of us. Our men ran on to a musket battery before they are aware that of it opened up on them, but no damage come. Then we fall back into a stack of rocks, and we are some supporters by two or three right rear of us. There is firing almost all the time. We were within 200 yards of the battery. We stay here until about sundown, when we ordered to bring in as skirmishers. We rejoin our regiment again and are ordered back to camp a distance of about five miles. We get to camp around 9 p.m., but somewhat tired. The Battle of Farmington, Mississippi was fought on May 9, 1862 in Farmington, Mississippi during the Siege of Corinth. General Braxton Bragg of the Confederate States Army had 25,000 men. The Union had 12,000 troops on hand. The Army had 16 killed and 148 wounded. Friday, May 9, 1862. This is a pleasant morning. We are excused from our duty today. 12 p.m. There is firing heard, and I think the rebels are advancing on us. The firing sounds nearer and sharper. We are soon to collect from our, the battalion. The regiment is formed and our two flanking companies are deployed as skirmishers and sent in front into a large body of waves. We stay here at night when we are ordered to camp. We learn that our men come back and quite a number killed. The rebels had about 25,000 commanded by General Price 
and General Others, the names I do not remember, while we only had about 5,000. Our cavalry tried to make a charge on one of their batteries, but they was repelled by the grape shots and canisters. This is a reading of Calvin's diary during the siege of Corinth beginning May 10, 1862 to May 17, 1862. Saturday, May 10, 1862. We have reveille at 3 o'clock this morning, and we are formed in line awaiting the approach of the enemy, but they did not come. So about 7 a.m. the regiment was dismissed. About 2 o'clock the long roll beat, and you may judge how long it took us to form the regiment, but we do not get any work to do today. I learned the 42nd and the 27th Illinois Regiment lost their knapsacks today. Sunday, May 11, 1862. I am on guard today, but as luck will have it, I guard the spring. It is very warm today. There is not so much to do today as usual on Sunday. Monday, May 12, 1862. It is another warm day. It is as warm here now as it is in the north in the middle of summer. Tuesday, May 13, 1862. There is no news of any importance but camp reports. It is still warm. Wednesday, May 14, 1862. I am detailed to work the roads today. Start at daylight, get back around 2 p.m. All right, warm as ever. Thursday, May 15, 1862. We have reveille at 3 this morning in orders to pack two days' rations. Well, everything is ready and the battalion is formed at 6 a.m., but we are ordered to stick a ring in place. We do not make any further movement today. We have drill parade as usual. Friday, May 16, 1862. Reveille at 3 again this morning, but no orders to march as the news is that Richmond is taken. There will be no use for the rebels to do any more. It is rather uncomfortably warm here now. Saturday, May 17, 1862. We have orders to march with two days' rations. We start about 3 a.m. and move up as far as Farmington, Mississippi. It is very warm and dusty. We camp in the edge of the woods. We have to lay on the ground without tents. This is a reading of Calvin's diary during the siege of Corinth beginning May 18, 1862 to May 29, 1862. Sunday, May 18, 1862. It is another pleasant morning. Have a good night's rest. Our regiment is detached for picket today. We start at 11 a.m. and pickets is about a half mile beyond Farmington. I see as we go over that our men have not been lying down all last night for there is several heavy guns planted to receive their butternuts. There is nothing but the refracts of musketry is to be heard all the time. As we are left for reserves, we do not have to go on the abandoned forts. About 12 that night, we are ordered to form the line, which was there in a few moments, but nothing was done. 
there was 90 rebels come and give themselves up today. They said they did not want to starve. Monday, May 19, 1862. It was rather cold last night, but a pleasant morning. And we arrived to camp around 12 a.m. all right. Our rations are ready, crackers and some dinner goes quick. Our tents are pitched and the night rest will be acceptable. Tuesday, May 20th, 1862. We have quite a heavy rain last night, but our Sibley's tents protected us from the storm. Our camp is situated on a splendid hill and we can see camp in every direction. There has been some firing today, but no particular news. There was a man in our regiment that went down to see some other prisoners that had given themselves up. And the first man he saw was his brother who had been head of the guard. He came with three or four who had come to our lines. There was a few shots fired, but they still came onto our lines. He says they have sent all of their rations to Jackson, but it is eight days and our men have got permission of the Jackson Rail Guards this morning. I think there will be rather short for a few days. He says that they have musket batteries for two or three miles awaiting for our infantry to come in through the marshes, but I think he will not get us there soon. Wednesday, May 21st, 1862. It rained again last night, but it is a pleasant morning. There is quite a brigade here on the hill. There has been some sharp cannoning up to the right of us, and every few moments musketry is heard. Thursday, May 22nd, 1862. We have roll call at three this morning and come out under arms, and we are dismissed. There was some very heavy firing this morning. We hear some bad news this morning. One of our men shot Colonel Washington this morning. He got outside our lines, and as he was coming back, a senator mistaken him for a rebel, and that senator said that there were three cavalry came near him and fired, and he ran. He thought that next time he would fire. Friday, May 23rd, 1862. We are called up again. This morning at 3 o'clock, arms but nothing is done. 12 a.m. It commenced raining this afternoon, and it is still raining at 4 p.m. Saturday, May 24, 1862. Reveille at 3 again this morning, and we are soon dismissed. It is raining today, rather cool this afternoon. Sunday, May 25, 1862. We have information today in a prayer by chaplain. He is going home in a few days. No particular news today. Monday, May 26, 1862. It is a warm and pleasant morning. There is not much fire in here today. We have battalion drill today. Tuesday, May 27, 1862. Drill again today, but it is rather warm work. We have company drill in the afternoon. Wednesday, May 28, 1862. We get orders to have two days' rations and be ready to march in one hour. We start about 7 a.m. We soon pass our breastworks and march on toward Corinth. We move about one mile in double column when we halt, and in a few moments our cannons commence firing after them. There was a brisk firing for about one hour when we heard an awful hollering, and we learned 
that they are trying to take one battery, but just as they were about to make a charge, the 8th Wisconsin rear up before them, and there was a deadly fire from our men, which resulted in breaking their ranks, and they break forth the march in a hurry. There was about 50 killed besides the wounded on the rebel side. We lost but few. While we were ordered forward, as we moved forward through a field of ripe wheat, there were several balls come near us. We halted in a column before we came to the woods, and here we lay until night, when we were sent on picket. We formed a skirmishers and advanced in the woods for about two or three rods, or approximately 50 feet. Thursday, May 29, 1862. We did not sleep much last night, but we see this morning that there has been a plenty of the ribs here yesterday. We find backpacks and horse sacks filled, and by the looks of things, they went through the woods rather fast. Well, our men were not able last night. We dug long entrenchments, and three large guns were planted. So this morning they commenced firing upon the battery as fast as they can, about a half mile directed. We played upon in all times of day. We shot their flag down several times and dismounted three of their guns. They did not do any damage, but they fired several times. Well, at dark, the firing ceased, and we relieved their from picket.